Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Jamie Hampton, and I am really excited to be here today with Don Marasco, who's the author of Continuous Peace, Four Steps to Living the Life of Peace God Intended. Don, um, thank you so much for being here and just for sharing so, um, so candidly in your book about your own struggles and just opening that up to encourage and bless other women. Wow. Thank you. And I'm so glad that you took the time to read it. I, yeah, I'm so happy to be on your podcast also. So thank you so much. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. And before Mm -hmm. we get into your message and your book, Mm -hmm. we like to ask all of our guests what your favorite Mm -hmm. prayer closet is. Where do you go Mm -hmm. to feel close to God? Ah, when I wake up in the morning, as soon as I start to wake up, I start praying and I kind of invite God into my whole day. I just really want him. I don't know. I want him to be my first focus, but when I get up and I go downstairs and, uh, in the cold months, I'm inside in a couch with blankets and I read my Bible and I pray and I talk to God about what I'm reading. And honestly, that time, and I have to get up before my family. That's so key because if not, you know, the distractions of this world will, you know, between my phone and everything else will, you know, cut in on my time with God. So I get up a little early and that is my sweet spot. And I, I love that time. Yeah. And a lot of times I work out and I worship and I pray there too. And so that's the, the second side of the prayer. That's good. I I love that you talk about whatever, what you're reading, like inviting God into Mm. whatever you're reading. I think that is so cool. Mm. Yeah. That is a big part. And for me, even asking him, you know, to lead me in what I'm reading and Mm -hmm. um, open it up, because even if it's just a word or a few words that I received that day that I can talk to him about and apply to my life, that was so um, rich and so powerful. So yeah, yeah, it's not about how much, it's about the time I spend and what I learned. So it's good. <laughs> well, I always, I, what I've found is during, there have been times where I've challenged myself before, because a lot of times, honestly, the first thing I do is I wake up and I just pick up my phone. I check and see if there's anything, anyone trying to get in touch with me, what's going on in the world, emails, things like yeah. that. And I, I, when I take times where I challenge myself before you do that, before you do anything, just even if it's, two minutes of just committing your day to God, asking God, inviting him in to the day, like before your feet even hit the floor, that's powerful. And it's just you talking about that and mentioning Mm -hmm. that before you do anything, that that's kind of what you do before you even go downstairs, before you Mm -hmm. even start the day, that's a challenge. And it makes me think I want to kind of re-challenge myself to do that Mm -hmm. because it makes a difference. Yes. A mentor of mine taught me that and it was, it was very Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. It is. It does make a difference in the day for me. Mm-hmm. Well, your book is called Continuous Peace, Four Steps to Living the Life of Peace God Intended. And could you just share with our listeners what inspired you to write this book and who's it for? Sure. Um, the contents in the book honestly came out of a deep desire from me to know God's peace. Um If you don't mind, can I share my story with you? I would love that. Yes. Okay, good. Um, And then you'll understand and your listeners will understand why I needed peace so desperately. Mm -hmm. Um, I was born to a 16-year-old mom and an alcoholic 20-year-old dad. And um, so those first few years, though I don't remember them, they seemed so smooth, but my poor mom was going through a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when I learned 
that I could not trust my dad. And I was about five years old and uh, we were watching a, um, a weighted football game on a Sunday morning. And that was like the thing he loved to do. And so my mom would make like a special snack for us. And um, that day it was Italian bread buttered with hot pepper rings on it. <laughs> and so um, I couldn't wait to have our snack and watch the game with my dad. And as I waited and um, I asked my dad, I just wanted to be a part. And I thought, hey, dad, what color are we? Meaning what color are our jerseys? And um, he just looked at me and he was irate, yelling and um, just so mean. And I remember like that amazing feeling that I felt like, I just want to connect with you. I just want to root for the same team as you and have this bonding time, which I, as a five-year-old, you don't fully understand all of that, but that's what I was looking for. Oh yeah. And for him to yell at me, I remember I slowly pushed away from the table. I looked him straight in the face and in my little five-year-old heart, I said, I can't trust you. You're mean. Mm -hmm. And on that day, I decided I was not going to trust my dad with my heart. And that led to, I had no idea, honestly, that that decision um, would lead to mistrust for decades. Um, I didn't trust, I had a hard time trusting pretty much anyone. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I have in the book uh, a statement, uh, when we are not able to trust those who are closest to us, mm -hmm. we naturally have a hard time trusting God and trusting others. And so that was my life. You know, I had wounds, I had mistrust, and um, I kind of just shoved them because I didn't know what else to do. And that led through my childhood. Um, and what another thing I didn't realize was going to happen was that they were going to become obstacles to peace in my life. Mm -hmm. So then as a teenager, you know, you come with that, you know, in the book, I talk about a backpack in one of the, the um, chapters but you come with like this backpack of wounds and of, um, you know, anger and frustration and rejection and all these things that you don't realize that you're fully covered, you're carrying, but they're making a difference and an impact in my life and, you know, in our lives. And in my life, I became hard and harsh. I was rude. I was not going to let anyone hurt me again. Um, I did talk to God, though, you know, in my home, we really didn't have a real, um, you know, powerful relationship with God or like church experiences or anything. I was doing that all on my own. So I was praying to God, but it was a one-way conversation. Mm -hmm. I just would talk as I walked, but I did not know how to have a relationship with God. I did not know how to um, give him any of these pains or hurts or really ask him to help. I just was praying, you know, about situations. Um, and what happened in those years is the I lived out of those pains and I added more um, pain into my heart, sin, shame, regret. And so those teenage years were tough. Um, I really didn't like who I was. Um, if I was real honest, that lasted for another decade. Um, really not liking myself. Um, and that came out of all those wounds and the things that I was then responsible for. Um, and then at 19, I found a, a gentleman who loved me and I thought, well, finally, finally, I will be loved because that's what we're looking for. Right. I just want to be loved. Mm -hmm. And so I went and we, we got um, engaged and then I was, um, we went to a party and together and I, 
he was, there was a, a fight that broke out and he was murdered in front of me. And so you take those 19 years, you know, of having a dad, you can't trust, you know, I messed my own life up so bad. I really thought there was no coming back from that. And then I thought maybe my redeeming hope was this new marriage and now he's gone. And so you have all of that weight. I, I covered like, feel like at that moment of his death, it was like all that past pain kind of fell back on me and fear covered me and anxiety weighed heavily on me. And so it was hard to get out of bed. Um, miraculously, I never blamed God. It, I went to, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you, did you blame God for that happening or look at him as a a mean God that took this thing that was giving you so much hope, this person? Right. Um, I, I thank God that I did not because honestly I ran to God (sighs) and somehow I know somehow I knew he was my only answer. Mm. Um, oh, well, this helped when I was at the funeral home, I went up to the priest and, um, we had gone to church. He and I, uh, you know, often to this Catholic church, I went up to the priest and, um, I said to him, how could God let this happen? Mm. And he said, I don't know. And I thought if the priests don't know, right. But I went home and I determined, and I said, God, I am not going to blame you. Um, I, I, I need you. And so my first prayer that led to my peace was this desperate prayer of help me. Mm, That's powerful. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's the only prayer we have, you know, I expect to get emotional as I talk about this, but yeah, I think when we, I think there's a lot of us right now who are feeling that desperation and that weight of fear and the weight of unknowns and the weight of, I expected this and now that and anxiety. And I just feel like it's been a long season for a lot of people. Um, you know, and I don't know, it just makes me, you know, just say sometimes our only prayer is help me, help me God. And he hears, he heard that prayer five weeks after I prayed that prayer, I, um, was one of the first time my friend begged me to go out with her. And so I finally, I did, and she was chronically late, which was wonderful for me <laughs> because I got to talk to her mom and her mom sat me down and she was just looking and she said, I am so concerned about you. How are you? And, um, and I just shared my heart with her and she shared the love of Jesus with me. And honestly, um, as she spoke, she talked about a God that would forgive me. And remember I had that backpack full of sins and shame and everything else. And so to hear her say he would forgive me, I really needed to hear that. And, um, the truth is my fiance told me God would forgive me a couple of days before he died. Mm-hmm. And, um, I didn't receive that. I, I pushed it off. And so this was the second time I heard God would forgive me. And, um, I said, I want it. I, 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 yes, I want to make him my Lord. I believe he's my savior. So uh, we prayed a prayer and this was the second prayer. And this prayer was a prayer that just said, Lord, I believe who you are. You are the son of God. I believe that um, you died for all my sins, that you have forgiven me of my sins and that I, um, I want to live for you filled with your Holy spirit. 
And honestly, when I was getting done praying that prayer, a joy filled my entire being and I started leaping and jumping for joy. I literally got up from the chair and started jumping for joy. And she starts laughing, you know, she's like, don't worry, this is good. This is God. (laughs) And, um, it was such a difference. I walked into her house, a depressed mess filled with so many wounds and fears and anxiety and everything else. And literally was jumping for joy after this prayer, my friend came down and she said, um, what did you do to my friend? I mean, that's how much I changed. (laughs) And she said, I didn't do anything to your friend. God did this. And she was right. And, um, that joy was incredible. It was incredible. And I did know that God filled me with his spirit at that point. And I would love to say that that joy continued and that I was awesome from that time on. And peace was the way I lived. But Jamie, that wasn't the story. Um, I was a Christian and I knew my life had changed, but um, I went for nine long years as a Christian. I actually did find a Christian husband or a Christian fellow I got to marry and um, being married and um, having kids for the first nine years. Honestly, I would call myself a weak Christian. A Christian who is still bound by fears, a Christian who knew she was forgiven, but did not know how to one, forgive herself or to be healed. Um, I uh, was lonely, even in the midst of a family. Um, God had some serious healing to do in me still, and I did not know how to do that. And so it really took some, it took me to a low place of of really being sick of fear running my life. And I was sick of, um, a half filled life. I knew there was more. I knew there was more. So I felt God tell me, I give me your whole heart. I still had rooms locked up that I was not allowing him into. And he said, I want it all. And trust me with all of your heart. And that is when I did my next prayer, which, and of course I'm always praying in between all these years. I didn't wait nine years to pray, but this was the next prayer. The, if I'm the milestone at the journey. prayer. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. The journey prayers, right. The milestone mm-hmm. was when I then with open hands, uh, trembling, <laughs> I gave God all of my broken places. I, I let him into all those wounded areas. I took the do not enter signs off of my heart. And I said, God, you have full access. I give you my past, I give you my present, and I give you my future, but you have to do this because I can't. And so that began my journey to peace. And so for the next um, you know, few months, every time something would come up out of my heart, I would allow God, okay, what is this? What's going on? And so we would start processing through some of the fears, some of the different things. So a lot of what I learned is in this book. And so I, I give you my journey. But I also walk you through your own journey so that you see your own obstacles. As I share mine, I also lay it out so that you can see yours. But the thing that was amazing about that was a few months into that journey, I started to have this really good feeling. And I went to my pastor and I said, what is this feeling I'm having? And he said, Dawn, that's called peace. And I thought, oh my goodness, I can live with this peace. And he said, yes, that's how God wants us to live. So then I was very careful. And, and honestly, um, so thankful that we can literally live this way. And, um, yeah, that surrendered life of making him Lord 
really was that open door. So the second part of um, you said, who is this book for? So I would have to say that this book is for um, all those like me, those that were either so wounded that you're keeping God away, um, full, you know, allowing fear to direct your path, um, lonely, you want more, you know, there's more. And I have many Christians that have been Christians for 30 years that come into my course, I have a course <laughs> and uh, the book, I turned into a course and they come into the course and they said, I know God so much better now. My relationship with God is so much deeper now. So it's not just for the wounded, though I do love helping the wounded. It's also for those that just, I need, I want more. I want more from God. I want that deeper walk with God and I want his peace. So. <laughs> well, I love that. I think it's so important for you to illustrate the the steps on your own journey, because, uh-huh. you know, when you talked about that first prayer, help me. Yeah. And you're like, that's the only prayer I could pray. And I think a lot of us I've, I've been, at, I, I remember one time in particular, I, I couldn't even conjure those words up. I was standing on my front porch, letting the dog go to the bathroom. Yeah. I don't even know the situation, but I was broken and just like at a loss. There was something going on. And I, I couldn't even formulate the words. I just like held my hands up. And that's, that was the idea yes. of help me. And, yeah. but that can be the most powerful prayer that Absolutely. we could ever pray because we're at the end of ourself and yes. we're at the end of our rope and there's nothing to grab onto, but God. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's when mountains move. And, and so I love how you, you highlighted that part. And then you move on to this next pivotal moment of surrendering your life to Christ. Mm-hmm. Like he opened that door for you to surrender mm-hmm. your life to Christ but that that wasn't it. Cause I think a lot of times we hear stories of salvation and it's like, I, I was saved and I didn't have any more temptation in this area of my life. Or, you know, I got the new job and life was happily ever after. Well, that's not reality. I mean, in this world, we will have trouble. And even as believers, we have this entire life of sanctification and, you know, being made into the image of Jesus and all of us start at different places along that path. All of us have different layers and levels mm-hmm. of work and, mm-hmm. you know, just confirmation into the likeness of Jesus that have to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. an instant thing. It's a whole long journey. Mm-hmm. So thank you mm-hmm. for being authentic about that and being mm-hmm. like, look, this was nine years oh, of, yeah. of being trying to do it on my own. <laughs> Yeah. Being a Christian, but still holding these surrendered places, these unsurrendered places. Yeah. And, you know, even now I'm sure you have things that you're constantly learning and unfolding. So oh, yeah. I love oh, yeah. that. I love that about your story. Good. Can I say something to that? You, mm-hmm. you said, sometimes we come in and we get, you know, we get saved and, you know, in my case, I had that joy and it yes. was so amazing. And so when so many people said, well, I tried God. And it didn't work. Mm. It's like you missed the relationship. And so I just want to say, yeah, I had the joy, but it did wane. And I did have to learn how to live day by day with God in a relationship with God. And I did grow in those nine years. I did read my Bible. I was growing. It's just, I was still allowing fear to direct my path and not God. And so there was something still real upside down that God wanted to heal. So for those that are saying, you know, well, I don't, you know, experience God like that, or, you know, I've tried God try again. He is so faithful. He is so faithful and he is waiting. 
you know, honestly, I, I really believe he's always beckoning us to himself. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's an exciting journey. <laughs> it is. We just wanted to take a quick break to share about a sponsor of today's episode, Faithful Counseling. Let's face it, life can be hard. It's so important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles life can bring. One way you can do this is by checking in regularly with a Christian therapist. We know not everyone has the time or the money for in-person therapy, but thanks to Faithful Counseling, Christian therapy can be accessible to anyone. You can speak to your counselor by video, phone, or text. Scheduling is so easy, and financial aid is available. I recently started using Faithful Counseling myself, and I admit I had never been to a therapist, and I was kind of nervous about the process. But I was shocked at how easy it was to get started, how convenient it is to communicate with my counselor, and how easy she is to talk to. We would love for you to find out for yourself how beneficial Christian counseling can be. So our sponsor, Faithful Counseling, is offering you 10% off your first month when you use our special link at faithfulcounseling.com slash praying. And I love how you talk about how, you know, in addition to these super pivotal, like milestone prayers, you've also got these everyday life prayers, Mm -hmm. you know, because we all have ways that we forfeit that peace and then have to go back to God day by day, hour by hour, you know, minute by minute. Yes, that is so good. And Jamie, it's funny you say that because for the first, um, after I had that peace, the first time that um, I realized that I could forfeit my peace, I was cooking dinner. And I remember I, maybe it was stew or sauce. I was stirring the pot and I was listening to some teaching. Um, I was always trying to, you know, change my thinking and, you know, learn new things. And so I was stirring the pot and all of a sudden, unaware, a fear and an anxiety just filled my heart, my life, my mind, my, my mind started racing and it, and I lost my peace so quick. And so I ran to God. I turned off my burners. I ran into the other room. That's where I would pray. And I got on my knees and I, at my couch and I just cried out to God. And I said, God, what has happened? Where did my peace go? I mean, this is how new I was to having peace (laughs) when it left me. I thought, oh no, there's no way I'm living without that peace. And so um, I said, God, where did my peace go? How did I lose my peace? And then the key is I waited and I listened for God to reveal to me, what did I do? And he revealed in my heart, it was a thought. And I thought, I thought, do you know how many thoughts I had? (laughs) Thoughts. And so, um, but I waited again and I thought, okay, what thought, what thought was that? What thought was that? And sadly, it was a very, very vague thought, but it didn't take much to rob my peace or to cause me to be fearful. And here was the thought, something bad could happen to your kids. Mm-hmm. See something, not even, it's so vague, mm-hmm. bad could happen to your kids. And what happened in that moment, Jamie? was that that thought would entangle itself with my past losses, mm-hmm. my past pains, and it would make me feel as though it already happened. I could feel the pain of the devastation. I could feel the pain of the loss. I could feel the pain of the, um, 
loneliness, all those old feelings would come rushing back in. And I very, again, again, very um, honest with God. And I said, well, that's it, God. That was it. That was the thought. But what do I do? And see, here's the thing we don't realize. One simple thought can drag us to cause us to drop our peace and pick up fear and run with it. One fearful thought entered my heart. One thought caused me to lose that peace. And I'm telling you, um, what God said to me was, that's okay. Yeah, you did. And I said, well, I'm so far from you. You said, come back. I said, I can't come back. (laughs) I am way too far from you. Like, I believe this. I think it happened. And see, he's right there in the midst of our weaknesses. You know, the scripture, it says like, God himself will restore you. God himself will make you strong and firm and steadfast. Mm -hmm. I am telling you, it took me a long time. God working with me. till I became strong, firm, and steadfast in my faith. So what do we do? I pray. Okay, God, help me, help me to trust you. Help me to put this in your hand. And I walked back to him step-by-step. And I did tell him that day, um, we're not eating until I have my peace back. So And we did eat that night, but it is a relationship, you know, it is a relationship that we have. And so through this book, I learned, I have, or through my process, I learned, I have a choice. What am I going to believe in? Am I going to allow those fearful thoughts that I had entertained for decades, grip my heart and believe them as though they're real? Or am I going to trust that I have a faithful God and that no matter what I go through, not meaning everything will be good because we all have storms, but no matter what I go through, he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. And so I have lots of those examples through the book too, so that you realize in real everyday kind of life, the kind of things that where we need him, how we need him, the prayers to get us there, the truths that will set us free. And, um, you know, the spiritual insights that God has taught me, I teach to you. I love that. And what I especially love about that story is that you, you didn't waste any time. You turned the Mm. burner off. You recognized (laughs) immediately once it was like, what it reminds me of is um, like the persistent widow, like give me bread, you know, like, and I'm not going to stop knocking until you give me bread. Cause I know that you have it and I know that you're going to give it to me. And Mm -hmm. so you just immediately went to the source and that Mm -hmm. is, that is the key is recognizing because when you said that that thought was something bad could happen to my kids, that's something I'm very familiar with that whisper Mm -hmm. and I'm very Mm -hmm. familiar now with Mm -hmm. who it comes from, you know, it comes from the enemy. And for you to know that and to just be like, something is off, something Mm -hmm. is off with my spirit, God, show me. And that Mm -hmm. is so important. I think that's powerful. So, Well, I think once I had peace, Mm. I learned I had to guard it because once I had it, it's such a good feeling that Mm. it's like, I don't want to let this go. And if it's, and, and I think that's what we have to realize is that it truly can be just thoughts that Mm. rob our peace. And And in my step one. Yeah. In my step one, I talk about the obstacles that rob us. Mm -hmm. Like we don't even realize, like when I was cooking dinner, I had no idea what had taken place. I just know that I was in a total fear and anxiety state when I was just in peace. 
Mm-hmm. So we have a choice. And, you know, when it comes to what I'm going to believe, what am I going to think on? Help me, God. And I love that we partner with him. And in that first recognize, I realize where our peace comes from. So I talk about where our peace comes from. And it comes from our almighty God. And um, it, I, I walk through how we can have his peace, how we can keep his peace. And then the, the lies and the obstacles that rob us of that peace. So it is a great journey um, that I take. I share on myself, but I take you on. And also for your listeners, I actually um, put together, I taught this whole course, all four steps. Uh, we'll talk about the steps in a second, but I taught all four steps um, to course it or to classrooms, uh, you know, participants and um, videotape them. And then I created the mental course and the first step of recognize, I want to give away to your listeners for free. And it's called the free three-day journey to peace. And, um, I just, I want to, if I can give away, you know, where peace comes from, what it is and the obstacles, and we can start to recognize what those things are to me. I feel that that's probably the biggest hurdle, you know, is recognizing what it is just like me cooking dinner that night. Yeah. I had to recognize what was this. And it did take God helping me because I was so now I could probably pause for a second and go, Oh, Oh, I didn't realize I let that little sneaky thought in, you know, or I, you know, believed I have someone I was talking to today and, um, she was, she started our conversation with, I think I, I, I might be thinking this, but I think that my friend is thinking that, and she went down this whole long thing and she was causing her to be angry and frustrated and stuff. And I said to her, can we start at the beginning? Mm. I think, you know, it isn't even a truth. See, we can just be taken down these courses and these places. It's like, oh, Lord, help me to recognize that wasn't even a truth. I, just, I had, yeah, I had a similar experience where I was finding myself regularly having this unsettled thought about the future, a certain aspect mm-hmm. of the future for one of mm-hmm. my children. Mm-hmm. And at one point, it took me a while. I wasn't, I didn't turn the burner off. I, I mm-hmm. kind of let it ruminate for a while. And mm-hmm. after a certain amount of time, I was like, this is, what is this? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. And I prayed about it. And God said, you are worrying about a future that doesn't even exist. Oh, and I was like, wow, that so talk good. about the ultimate yes. distraction from the enemy yes. is worrying yes. about a future that doesn't even exist. You know, Isn't even if powerful? something similar to that happens, what are the chances that that very specific thing? Mm-hmm. And even if it does, God's like, am I not in that too? Exactly. So yeah. put it out of your head. And that was powerful for me. And like you yes. said, the same thing with the, mm-hmm. I do a lot of those, like, what if so-and-so is mad at oh, me yes. about this thing? Or what if this person did this to do this for this reason? Mm-hmm. And in this right. age of like a virtual communication, it's so easy to misunderstand yes. people oh, or- my. You know, anyway, that that's the what that's, if the what yeah, ifs. the what ifs robbed my life of mm-hmm. so much. And I remember um telling God, you know, my what ifs, it would be like, Well, what if I let them go and this bad thing happens? And then yeah. what if I don't let them go and this thing happens? What if can keep <laughs> you in a circle and not knowing what to do and you're ineffective and yeah, it's paralysis really frustrating. Yeah. yeah, it is. And so I took it to God and I said, I feel sometimes as though I'm trying to do the right thing. But these what ifs keep derailing me and God put on my heart. I'm never going to be in the what ifs. I'm going to be in the yes and no, this and that, you know, go this way. Don't do that in the peace. I'll, I'll direct you. And I just felt 
yeah, what if is a bunch of fear? Mm -hmm. What if I do this fear and this bad thing happens? I'm not in that fear. And I thought, boy, is that good? So Mm -hmm. that, that helped me a lot when what if would come, I'd say, stop. Nope. Okay. God. So in this situation, what should I do? Yeah. What is the best decision in this situation, God? And then I would wait, sometimes get other people weigh in, whatever. But yeah, yeah, these That's little good. things, these are obstacles though. And they rob us of our peace and they rob us of a deeper walk with God too. So, yeah. yeah. Well, why don't you take us through those four steps? I love that you are offering us the, the first step totally for free. This is an, a yeah. video series with you taking uh-huh. us through this teaching. I love that. So um, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about where they can find that in a little bit, but, um, but sure. can you take us th- what, what are those four steps that you outline in your book? Sure. So the first is recognize because, right. We have to recognize what peace is. We have to recognize what's robbing our peace. And then second, and so it's recognize the obstacles that rob us. Um, when I first started writing this book, God said, um, tell them, uh, don't be bullied by fear. And I thought, oh my goodness. So I started saying that to people and it was resonating so much. And I thought, wow, okay. So um, recognize the obstacles that rob. Release is step two. Release them. Release those barriers that confine. So once we recognize the obstacles, then we can take those barriers to God and we can allow him to start working through them. Release is so huge. And I love those three uh, chapters of release. And yeah. That also transformed my life. The release is huge because we think what we keep hidden is hidden, but it's having effects in our life. And that's what I found. You know, I thought my backpack was camouflaged, so no one saw it, <laughs> but they saw the effects of it. Um, so that's release. And then in reprogram is the third step and reprogram my heart and mind with truth. And that is where my relationship with God became so deep and so real. And, um, I think that was the first time that I really learned I was loved by God. And um, yeah, that was a really good step. And then, and respond faithfully. So respond faithfully is kind of like, okay, I got those three steps under my belt. And now how do I apply this to my life? Live my life out in a way that just continues to, um, I can continue to keep my peace, but I can respond faithfully, you know? And so um, in there, I actually start that chapter off with a major loss and very, very hard, difficult time that I went through and how I was able to hold on to God's peace in the midst of it. And so I think it's important for us to know that peace is in it, is with us in the storm. God can keep us in peace. It's, it's counterintuitive. I don't know if that's how you say it, to say that you can have peace in the midst of a storm but our God's able to keep us. And so I share real practical um, situations and then practical things of what God has for you, you know, walking out those steps. What does your life look like? And so, um, yeah, it's good. So do you find that at some points you have to go through all of these steps again, just kind of as you go through your life that you kind of have to check in with yourself periodically to kind of re- assess or do you feel like it's sort of a one-time process and then kind of maintain? Um, I love that question because um, we are in this world and this world gives us so many things to rob our peace. So it is sometimes a day-to-day, day-by-day that I'm like, okay, God, what was that? 
Yeah. What just, what, what just robbed my peace or what just, what is this that I'm feeling this? And sometimes now, because I am, you know, much better at this, I can, as soon as it comes and I talk and in that step that I'm going to give you, I, I talk about recognizing what it feels like when you lose your peace. Cause that's key. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what it feels like when you're beginning to lose your peace, it will be gone. And you have to, you know, it's a lot harder, but for me now it's like, okay, what is that? I'm starting to lose my peace. What is that? And, um, Oh, I absolutely. It's, it's almost, it's ingrained. Actually, I will tell you, it's, I probably use these four steps in ever in every, if not most decisions, big decisions. I recognize, okay, what is, what is it that we want? I release because there's always something in my heart or, you know, that I need to release to God, such as, you know, okay, this is a really big, like your son or your daughter, you know, big decision. What are you, what do you want with this or little decisions? You know, so I, I do, I walk through these all the time. Um, but they become tools to keep me in God's peace. And so they always lead me. It's not like these steps are what causes me to have peace. Don't mishear me. These steps lead me to a God who is faithful to keep me in his peace. He keep, He's faithful to help me to recognize, to take my burden, cast all of your care upon me, all of your care. And so I know he's a faithful God that's standing with his hands open. Come on, let's talk about this. What do you got? You know? And so he's always, um, it just shows the relationship we can have. And so I think that's the big key that when we start to do these and yeah, we're, you know, our faith may be a little, um, you know, two steps forward, one step back, you know, and, and learning these, but honestly, it, it really takes us into a deep walk with God. And that's actually why I love this program because my heart is to have others have that deep walk. And if I had to say there's a scripture that I feel to help others, it's called, it's um, in Isaiah 62, 10, it's build up, build up and remove the obstacles. Mm. And that's what I feel I do for people. I build you up to tell you, you know, you are a child of God, who you are, who he is, keep deepening that walk with God, his love for you, reminding you of that, but let's get rid of these obstacles that are keeping you from him. And so that's my goal. (laughs) That's good. That is so good. Well, you mentioned briefly that you've been through that there was you, you talk in the book about this Mm -hmm. kind of extended, I won't even call it an extended storm. It was a ton of storms in Mm -hmm. an extended period of time, just like one after the other. And I know that there are people that can relate to that where they're just thinking, God, what are you thinking? I can't handle this. I can't handle one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what could you tell us a little bit about that story of, of when that happened and how you responded to that and, and kind of what God revealed to you during that process? Yes. And that is, this is in the book, one of those stories I was telling you about with the storm. So this is a two month storm I had. and. Um, one day, um, one of my children came to me and they had found something on their body and I took them immediately to the doctor and it was a a sudden surgery needed done right then and there and, you know, scheduled, (laughs) but, um, we're never prepared for one day you wake up and you're fine. And the next day you're in surgery, you know? Um, and then, um, one of my son's uh, had two types of accidents, both within a month of each other, bad accidents, um, and one, both resulting in concussions. And, um, he could have, it could have been tragic and the one, and, um, 
it's funny why I'm thinking about this, but I remember he was leaving. It was close to a holiday or a birthday or something. I can't remember the exact thing. I think a birthday. And I had brand new tennis shoes for him. I was saving as a gift. And I remember when he had this accident, um, his truck had a right uh, or a left blowout front. And he went into the medial and he hit the strip and everything. And he was so out of it that thank God, God sent some people to help him and get him off the road. Cause he was picking up debris off of the road oh. in the pitch dark in the midst of ice. So, um, anyhow, so I remember thinking as we got the call, thank God the guy, the guy also had him be able to call us. And, mm-hmm. um, I remember thinking I should have given him his tennis shoes. I should have given him his tennis shoes, you know, but, um, it was just a little side note, but I, um, it was so difficult and it was difficult, um, just processing all that. I mean, when those big things happen, it's hard. And then I remember that day he went up to, um, we were going to take him to the hospital. He came back and he had, um, had grabbed something. And I just fell on my face and I did exactly what I teach. I just cried out to God. I released everything that I was feeling to him. I just continued to just hold on to the truth that he was with us, hold on to the truth and then thank him, you know, responding to thanking him that he was going to be okay. And that I believed he'd be okay. But, you know, but anyhow, and then another situation that was going on at the same time, all these things were going on at the same time was, um, a extended family member, her marriage just started to unravel so quickly. And so as it was unraveling, uh, we were in counseling with my husband we're helping them and whatnot in counseling sessions, uh, with a counselor. And, um, it was so difficult. And I remember I was in church and I said to the, um, it was during worship and I cried out to God and I said, God, how long, how long God, cause this storm is long and it's hard. I still had peace, but man, it's hard when you're going through that storm. Mm-hmm. And, um, I felt God put back on my heart, look back. And what did you see? What do you see? And when I looked back, I saw the surgery. I saw the accidents. I saw the marriage and I looked and I said, God, you were faithful. You were faithful in every situation. And so I just, you know, I know to the depths that we need him, he is there, you know, to the depths that, um, you know, I needed him every step in those two months. I clung to him and he did give me his peace. Oh, I love that. Well, I know that there is someone listening now that feels that way, that feels like she's been in a series of never ending storms. What would you say? What is a first step that you would tell her today to take if she feels like she just doesn't even know where to start? Yeah. Uh, First, I want to say God sees you. You are not alone. I would say, cry out to God, let him know right where you are. Talk to him, your language, your wording, nothing at all needs to be polished. It just needs to be heartfelt. Mm -hmm. Just be you tell him what you, where you are, what you need. And I would even say, ask him to comfort you because he is our comforter. Mm -hmm. He is our hope and he is our help. And so, um, I also teach lift up your head and I won't go into the whole thing because I know we're getting tight on time, but when I was having a difficult time, another season, I 
looked up to God and I said, I can't, all right, threw myself down praying. I'm, I'm reading the Bible. I said, give me a word that you know where I am because I cannot do this. I need help. And I felt the scripture Psalm 24 seven. And I thought, Oh God, I hope this is you. I hope this is you. And I turned there and the scripture is lift up your heads, you gates and be lifted up. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into um, that the King of glory might come in. When I read lift up your head, I literally looked up from the circumstances I was concerned about. I looked up to God and I took a deep breath and just that cleansing breath, looking up to God. It was like the weight that was on my shoulders just fell right off and it was on his shoulders. And I'm like, I can't do this. You have to do it. And there's something about having that deep walk with God, trusting him. And the next thing I'll say is to think on what is good mm-hmm. because those thoughts, when I come in and tell you, everything's bad, nothing's going to get better. You're never going to, and all the nevers and should ofs and, oh, don't listen. Think on what is good. And I love the scripture in Philippians 4, 8, 9, it says, think on what is right, true, honorable, what is confirmed by God's word, and then practice those things. And the God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you. Mm -hmm. So think on those things. Continue to think on those things. Remember, he's lifting us up, right? We will be lifted up if we look to him. So yeah, again, it just comes back to relationship, right? Isn't that our whole prayer life? It is. Our prayers are walk yeah. with him. It's about the relationship. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of one of my favorite songs. I have a joy mix. Like when I'm feeling oh, down nice. or whatever, I just have this mix that I have in That's Apple nice. music. And one of the main songs in it is um, Jars of Clay. God will lift up your head. <sighs> that song, it just, it, it's powerful. Just like that scripture. It's based on that scripture and it's just so uplifting. So I am going to find that. <laughs> yep. Jars <laughs> of you. Clay. God will lift up your head. Wow. Um, Great. Yeah. Well, Dawn, this has been really wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. And where can our listeners connect with you online? Mm-hmm. Find your free course section and um, follow you on social media. Okay. Um, Well, one, I am just so thankful and I really hope to connect to your listeners. Um, And my, the website is Dawn Morasco, D-A-W-N Morasco, M-A-R-A-S-C-O.com. And then for the free three, it's a tongue twister, free three day mini course. Um, you would go to donmorasco.com and then slash praying. So I'm using the first word from your podcast, praying, and that will be for all of your listeners. And then on Facebook and Insta, I would love to connect to you with you on, and it's at the Don Morasco. Tried to keep it easy. Um, My name with the word that in front of it. So yeah, I hope to connect. Oh, perfect. I know that lots of women are going to take advantage of that. Um, the, those three videos, that's going to be amazing. How can we close up in prayer for you today? Um, I appreciate that. I, I love when people pray for me. Um, I guess I'm in a new season with ministry and I always want to be full of God that I'm pouring out him. And Mm -hmm. so one would be that, um, you know, I'm in his presence, filling up, but that what I'm pouring out is really touching the hearts and lives of others and, um, you know, hopefully making a difference in others' lives. 
Yeah. Well, I sense that from the beginning to the end of talking with you today, you just really overflow with, with God's love and hope and passion. So thank you for sharing it with us. Well, good. I appreciate it. All right. Well, let's thank you. Mm -hmm. God, we just thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for Dawn and just for using these really difficult times and seasons in her life to point others to peace and just pursuit the pursuit of the peace that is our birthright. Lord, you designed us to walk with you in newness, in fullness of life, in abundant life. And you have given us everything that we need to fight the spiritual battle to fight against anxiety and fear and chronic worry and dread and all of the things that rob us of that peace. We just pray for each woman today, God, that you would pinpoint the source of that worry or anxiety or unsettled feelings so that she can walk in abundance. And I just thank you for Dawn, for her resources that are going to help us do that. And we just lift her up to you today, God. We lift up her ministry. We lift up her home, her family, her kids. We pray that you would pour out your blessings on her and on her family and her home, that you would set up protection, that you would protect her from the attacks of the evil one as she goes boldly to share your word and the message that you've placed on her heart with the world. We pray you would open doors for that ministry. And God, we just pray that you would allow her to stay rooted in the source of life so that she can out outpour and overflow what you are pouring into her. God, that she would be tapped into the true vine and the, as you prune her, as you shape her, that she would just be bearing abundant, abundant fruit for your kingdom in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you covered everything. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. And I'm praying for you and your ministry too, and your um, listeners. I pray God bless them and keep them and may his face shine upon them all and uh, be merciful to them and bring them peace. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.